everybody. It is Dave and Jeff. It is August 2nd, 2023. Well, well, well. <laughs> Here we go again. Oh, this shit. Huh? Oh, that. 25 years of this shit. 25 years. Yeah. There's a picture right behind you of our first show. No, it's not. No, it's That's not. not. <laughs> it's so There's funny. a picture right there behind you about three years after our first show. Yeah, because it, it's similar. Yeah, it is. The show's similar to that. I you told Mike Riley's right in the middle. I'm like, Mike Riley wasn't no, there. No, Kevin Gilbride. Gilbride was there. Your buddy Gilbride. Uh, a hell of a storyteller. Yeah, you got it. You got a <laughs> peg. What a memory. <laughs> so good. I remember it like it was yesterday. Man, I, I, Dave, so much of those first couple of years... I don't even really remember any of it, other than the fact that we were broke as shit. But people don't know. I mean, I think we've said this recently. When we started, KFMB ran a great scam in the sense that they owned the show. Or uh, Dave. Dave owned the show and paid me. And then Dave went and hustled with Dixon Ford, Beach Sleep Furniture, Lauren. That's right. And... uh, it was pretty much Dixon Ford and Beach Sleep Furniture that, that kept us alive. Exactly right. And Beach Sleep gave us each beds, yep. right? And out of Carl's bed, they were both in the village. Uh, but Beach Sleep had one down here in Mission Hills, too. That's right. By the lamplighter. That's right. And uh, so we would get paid by those guys. And, I mean, look, I don't think people know when this show started, man, we were we were broke. Yeah. And Dave borrowed money from his sister to pay me sister-in-law so I could pay my rent. Yeah. Like that's the crazy thing. And I don't, I just think the only, I think the only two guys that believed in the show were you and me. Well, a hundred percent because we were, it might still be the case. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Truth be told you, you aren't wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So Dave Sniff, who was the PD says, Hey, I need someone to either fill in or do a show. And he would call us. You want to do it? Yeah. And so we got, I think they gave us like, if we had it, four commercials and they got to keep the rest for yeah. the hour. Unbelievable. Yeah. But we didn't have to pay like Mm-mm. the fishing show and Dr. Dog and Time yeah. Out for Trivia. Those guys had a little check time. to KFMB. We didn't do that. But then the show took off. Yeah. To the point they offered us a contract. Yeah. That was good. That was, that was good. But yeah, it was, it was crazy at, at the beginning for sure. But it would literally be the PD would call me. Dave Smith would call me. Hey, can you guys do Wednesday night? Like, Padres would have a day game. No, no, it's not even that. It was, can you do Sunday 1 to 6? Oh, we got that. But it would be, we, whenever there was a time. So every time I'd go, hold on. I was always in. i call you. Hey, Sniff wants to know if we can do Sunday 1 to 6. Fuck that. Tell him fuck off. We're yeah. doing that. Fuck. Uh, yeah. It, it was every time. And then I'd call him and literally say that to him. Yeah. Just as fuck off. We're doing that. And then 10 minutes later, you call me. Ah, fuck it. We'll do it. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. I then I got to call. <laughs> then I got to call him back and go, yeah, we're going to do it. Then I just learned after about just wait five 20 times, minutes. Wait 20 minutes for you to calm down. I'm an idiot. And then you would go, all right, I'm in. Yeah. And I stopped calling him and telling him to fuck off. It was, hey, fuck it. Call him tonight. <laughs> call him to right now. Old time's sake. <laughs> Sniffer! Yeah, fuck you. I'm not doing that shit. The funny thing about that show at that time, we just, that guy didn't even turn around. It's Tony Kemp. Oh my God. <laughs> I was watching highlights from the Dodger A's game, and Mookie Betts just hit a home run so far. <laughs> Tony Kemp in left field for the A's just looked straight ahead like he was waiting for the pitch to come in. You know, I know we're jumping here. Those two guys grew up together. 
in Nashville playing on the same travel ball teams and little league teams. How crazy is that? God damn. That, that, I love when the outfielder never moves. Yeah. Like, it's just so. Someone tell me that's you disres- to the disrespectful. Yeah, to the it pitcher. It is. Dude, at least act like you had a, you know. <laughs> don't look like you're sitting in the first field. Dude, look at him. He didn't even watch the ball. Didn't no. even see where it landed. Yeah. Well, that went pretty far. <laughs> Fairness to Tony. But, um, no, those early days at KFMB, it, it just, it was so much fun. But, uh, Dave, we look back at those shows and the ESPN 800 shows. Yeah. Those are the shows I look back at. And, honestly, we never once thought, like, hey, you know, maybe we rein it in a little bit. <laughs> Maybe if we just rein it in a little bit, uh, we can we can do this for a little while. I I don't know about you. That's what to me. That's what made it fun. Yeah, we just went for it. Okay, let me throw this one at you. When did it ever feel like it was work? Uh, not until we got. You're gonna say exactly what I'm gonna say. Not until we got to iHeart. Yeah, that's when it felt like a job. Yeah. Otherwise, it felt like and, and again. My wife will probably go, this is why I have an issue with you. I always say money is not always everything. It might, Correct. For me, it's always the, enjoying the moment, enjoying what you're doing, getting up every day, the attitude. If you go to work every day and you love what you're doing, it's not really working. Right. iHeart made it a job. Yeah. You know, they they made it miserable. Uh, 1090 was shit because yeah. he had fucking assholes like Mike Shepard. That's true. Jack Cronin's a nice dude. He was blatantly overmatched in that. He tried to think he knew what the fuck he was talking yeah. about. He didn't. He does a great job. In his role right now, and I, I love Crow, but I mean, dude, yeah, he just had fucking dipshits running ten ninety. That's a that good point. point. Ten ninety stepped in at first. You're right. Yeah, yeah and and ten ninety was a fucking joke. But Free uh, FM was a blast. Free FM was great. ESPN eight hundred was great. Sirius was great. Um, uh, what you call Fox Sports Radio was so much fun. Yep, with Bruce Gilbert. Um, yeah, I mean all of it, and and when Dub. When Dub was running iHeart for us at 1360, that was a little bit of, you know, a gong show, but that was pretty fun. I loved working with Dub. Dub, yeah. Dub had everybody's best interest at heart. Yeah, so no, I love that. He made it feel like it was a team. Yeah. The only one who wasn't part of the team Saw. was Saw. And, fucking pinhead. And, and when the boss was in on it, too. Yeah. When, when you know, Jeff, me, Ello, Rosenberg, and the boss are all against Saw, it was a blast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the the one thing was, and and this is where I think we're really lucky. We had issues with the guys that ran the station because they would they would just they couldn't do they couldn't I, I, this they couldn't do what I did. Only time I've said in twenty five years, they could not do what I did, and I had no fucking time for them. I was not going to take coaching from Brian Long, who's the worst I've ever heard on the air. Fuck him, he's moving to Phoenix. He'll be the worst ever on the air down there. <laughs> Dub Dub was never that way. Dub was no. great. Sniff was that. Sniff was great. Bruce Gilbert, Jimmy Daniels, all those guys. But but where we got really lucky was all the guys we worked with. We never had any animosity with anybody on the yep. air at KFMB. Hank was great. Rick Roberts was a little bit of a weirdo. Really weird. But but we were fine. Yeah. Uh and then Free FM. All those dudes, man. Dennis Miller, Corolla, uh, Tom, 1-800-5800-TOM. Uh, Lycus was a fucking weirdo. He was a weirdo. And then at 1090, Darren was great. Yep. Rosie and Sherrod came over there. 
Um, and then at Extra, all the guys we had shows with and all the update guys were there. No, all those dudes were great. So, yeah, man, but uh, just thank you. Thank you to everybody who reached out and, and said hello. Uh, I know, Dave, you, you feel this way that I do, which is today, of all things, I call my sister because my sister and I are big fans of James Elroy, the author. Yeah. James Elroy's got an appearance coming up in September in Coronado. So I said to my sister, I go, hey, I'm going to go check this thing out. Do you want to go? She goes, yeah, I'm in. She goes, hang on, hang on. She goes, Carrie's got to talk to you, and I got to give him the phone, my, brother, <laughs> my brother-in-law. So I go, ah, oh, that's cool. So I go, hey, what's up? And he goes, dude, I just got to tell you something. He said, I just went and listened to the podcast that you guys did with Ted Giannolis, the chicken. Yeah. He goes, Jeff, I cannot tell you how much I loved it. Cool. It was just great. And Love he it. goes, you and Dave are family, right? And it just, but he goes, I just sat back and it was so enjoyable. He goes, Kerry's done some work for uh, Paul Rudy. And he said, you know, I'd run into him at the field and, and hey, Ted, hey, what's going on? How you doing? But he goes, that was just so fun. Thank you. And I know you feel the same way when people reach out and they're like, absolutely. Hey, I appreciate the show or connected with the show. All those different things. And I'm sure Darren and, and Steve and Ben and all those uh, all feel the same way, right? No matter what. Of course. But I, of all those guys, we've been lucky enough to do it as a show in a variety of different ways for 25 years. Yeah. And a lot of you have been there, man, pretty early on from the start. Others joined in at 800 during that freak show or found us along the way. I don't care. Found us through the podcast. Um I, I had a crazy, Dave, I was just in Chicago. I'm in Chicago for nine days. Working the national, biggest sports convention show. So we had a, an appearance at our booth with a guy named Joseph Wall, okay. who's the goaltender for the Maple Leafs. And uh, just the nicest dude on the planet. Looks like, a, looks like a college kid. He's cruising through. Signs 200 autographs. He smiles. He shakes hands with everybody. Just the best. All of a sudden, the guy cuts through our line, and he's got a San Diego Ghost hat on. You okay. get an autograph with Joseph uh, Joseph Wall. I go, hey, man, the Ghost. He goes, yeah. I go, I'm from San Diego. He goes, no kidding. He goes, yeah, my son-in-law just got hired as the head coach of the Ghost. No way. So I go, oh, shit. So I said, okay, come back. So he comes back. Uh, this gentleman, Ken, and I have a conversation, talking about everything. I said, hey, we're excited to get Matt. His name's Matt McIntyre. I said, uh, we're excited to have him come to San Diego. I'll give him a card. 20 minutes later, he comes back. Hey, uh, what's your story? I go, I go, what's my story, Ken? What do you mean? He goes, no, I'm not, I'm not being rude. He goes, he goes, I just went over and saw a buddy of mine from San Diego. And I said, hey, I was just talking to this dude from Upper Deck. And he knows Matt. He's going to send us cards. And my buddy goes, that's David Jeff. <laughs> and so, Dave, I'm in Chicago in, in Rosemont, Illinois. That's cool. And another Jeff came over. He goes, dude, you don't know me from Adam, but I love you in Palais. And that's he goes... Cool. You guys doing that podcast? He goes, I don't, I'm not tech savvy. I said, yeah, it's pretty wild. It's a yeah. little language on there. <laughs> but, uh, but when you're in Rosemont, Illinois, and you're, and you're sweating your balls yeah. off, and a guy in, puts the word in for you, 
with the head coach of the Gulls' father-in-law. Like, that's pretty fun. Like, it's a small world. So, yeah, when that shit happens, we appreciate it. Dude, today I was in the, I was in the dentist chair um, getting a crown put on. Oh, that's fun. Uh, fuck, not fun. And, and um, uh, you know, I'm talking to my dentist who's like four foot eight. Nice. And uh, she leaves the room, comes back. She goes, the guy two rooms over just asked me if I have Diablo in the chair. <laughs> Yeah. She had no idea what the fuck he's talking about, but she's right. like, what's that all about? And I was like, I had to explain this story real quick to her. Yeah. You know, she goes, that has never happened that someone literally asked me, is the devil two oh, rooms yeah. over? Oh, he absolutely is. <laughs> he's right there. Flesh and blood. Um, and then, so, so I didn't get in last night until 7.15. Crazy yeah. as shit. San Diego at its finest. Mount American, we're coming in, we're on time. And the crazy shit is, anybody who's, you were just on a plane not long ago, yeah. you come in, and I'm on the right side of the plane. So you're seeing Mr. A's, you're seeing everything. And I'm like, uh, guy's coming in pretty fast. Oh, fuck. Right? Yeah. And he's coming in, and we're, we're dropping, but I'm like, they're going pretty fast, yeah. man. I've been on a few planes coming in here of late. We're back in the air. No, uh, you fucked it up, huh? So I'm like, so I'm texting uh, Joe. I'm texting Jack. And I go, uh, that was a little weird. I was filming and I go, look how fast we were coming in. Uh, hey, everybody. How's it going? This is, uh, you know, Bob up front here. Yeah, we're getting ready to land. And uh, apparently there was still a plane on the runway. Like, nobody saw. We only have one runway. Yeah. yeah. How, about, how about bullshit? How about you're going a little too fast? Yeah, there's a coyote on the runway, so we don't want to yeah. avoid it. We're no gonna, shit. We're, we're going to act like I wasn't just going way too fast. And I was like, <laughs> okay. So we circle around and we land. That pisses you off because you know it's an automatic another 20 minutes at least. Right. Right. But I mean, it's a seven o'clock. At least I dropped at seven. But there was no way I was going to be able to get a bag, yeah. get to PB, drop everything off and, and get down here yeah. in time to do a show. So Sunday, Sunday, Dave, right? Yeah. Sunday, we're going to do the show. Yeah. And it'll be the, the anniversary show. And we would love you to be here. I just, I've had 10,000 things going for the last three weeks. But now finally, we've got it figured out. Okay. You can know who's coming. Well, that's the thing. You and I got to figure that out, but we'll do it after the show. But how many people do you think we can on a Sunday afternoon? What do you figure we can get down here? Dude, all I know is I ordered 30 shirts. You did? Yes, I ordered 30 shirts that will be here for Sunday to hand out. Okay. Well, that means we'll get 11 people because I've already... <laughs> Fuck, you got to... I'll send to the Venmo you the cash. We got to order about 60 more. What? You... So many people that want... Well, I'm not going to get here in time. Are they the same it. logo or are they same new? Same logo. Logo is perfect. It never yeah. goes out of style. Yeah, until we get sued. Uh, Cease and desist. Yeah. Daniels. yeah. So uh, a bunch of you reached out and said, hey, what's going on? Yeah. Um, so Dave and I'll figure it out tonight after the show. And we'll just put a list together and we'll just post it. And hopefully you're on that list. It'd okay. be great. There you go. But I, I'm, I just, I'm not going to make a big deal out of this. But I got the douchiest fucking message when I'm in Chicago. Hey, Jeff, you know, I would have thought you would have responded uh, I've been, you know, I've been a Patreon guy and I, I just stopped reading. I just, I just stopped reading. I'm like, I'm in fucking Chicago for work. Okay. 
And I say this all the time, and Dave has said this all the time. I am so thankful to anybody who's nice enough to subscribe via Patreon. Of course. At the end of the fucking month, after Patreon takes their fee and we split it, it's about a buck 85. (laughs) Okay? A buck 85. We don't do any of that shit Elston does where he comes over and he cross stitches with you or whatever the fuck. I'm not doing any of that shit. Okay. If they want to do it, good on them. But here's the thing. If you're nice enough to do it, I appreciate it. If you think I'm going to be a fucking dancing monkey for a buck 85, you're out of your fucking mind. So if your feelings are hurt because we have a life and we didn't have a chance to respond, Hey man, thanks. And there's the door. And that's exactly what I told. I just said, Hey man, appreciate the support. There's the fucking door. I, I, just it's a dollar eighty three. You're not sending me nine grand a month. I don't want you to send Dave and I nine grand a month. Well, I just can't believe it. I could. I could. I could believe it very easily. So if you supported the show and you, hey man, thank you for that. This is not the show for you. Your feelings get hurt too soon. Off you go. Off you go. Go listen to Dave Rickards. He can interview every guy who's ever been on his fucking show. <laughs> Fuck. Is he still doing a podcast? No. He's not? He quit? Yeah, probably. Or you can go on the Sully Show, which is the saddest show I've ever seen. I come home, I turn on the Sully Show, and little Tommy is singing. Why am I watching this? And Sully's air guitar and fuck. What's going on here? Like, I'm just going back to Chicago. Not in the fucking mood. Sad show. It's it's so sad. They're bringing out some guy he's from Carl Strauss and he's... Poor guy. I love Carl Strauss. He's just sitting there, and then Tommy's singing Ramblin' Man. I go, what? Was he? Was he? <laughs> I, go, I go, the only thing missing with those two fucking guys, and I love them both, they just need to show up on that show in their Letterman jacket, because that's the only thing missing. Just show up in your Letterman jacket from, from Valhalla with whatever you lettered in. <laughs> the fuck? What those two maniacs? I'm like, do I need to watch this shit? I just, I can't believe you didn't respond. I'm in Chicago. Ah, well, you've had the message for a while. (laughs) Out you go. I can't believe it. Oh, my God. I know. That's what I got to put up with, Dave. Oh, my God. That's what I got to put up with. Overall, Chicago good? Oh, my God. It's great. Chicago is the best. It's a good city, man. Again, I've went for the first time last year. Very, very surprised how great it was. Dude, it was so fun. And, I mean, I just, we got in Monday the 24th. It was just me and two buddies, and we went down to Wrigleyville. Yeah. And I just, I Wrigleyville on a Cubs game, I was down there this past Monday night, the 31st. It's incredible. It honestly yeah. is just incredible. I cannot... Petco's fun. It's great. It doesn't compare. It just, and I, it's a hundred years worth of history. But when you go in and you go to Murphy's and it's just, you're, it's old style, dude. And the chick just pushes you a tall boy, old style. And you look out and you're on the patio and there's the Harry Carey statue. Dude, I'm not a Cubs fan. Yeah, me neither. But you just are like, this is the coolest shit ever. I don't disagree with you. And. And the people are so fucking great. That's They're just the, so great. Where are you from? San Diego. Ah, oh, shit. Get out of here. 
fucking ruined my day in 84. Yeah. Fuck Garvey. Uh, you know, just having fun. Let me tell you, the difference of Wrigley and Fenway are the people. The Is Wrigley, that right? Yeah, Chicago people are a lot better. The the it's Boston people, not, nothing against them. I was just talking to the neighbor across the street whose brother, you know, plays for the Red Sox organization. And we're talking yeah. about how serious it is. Like yeah. when you're in, in Fenway Park, there's no fucking around. It's like everyone there is to be the manager of the Red Sox. And they're in every single pitch. There's no soft talk. Yeah. Wrigley, the people are extremely friendly. Oh, my it God. Is, um, it is. Fenway, I will say, if you've never been, it's literally like you're going back 100 years in time. It's really cool. Yeah. I recommend anyone going. Wrigley Field was my favorite. It shocked me that it was my favorite ballpark it, I've ever been in. I, I couldn't. So I said, I went. Uh, 2019, first time I was able yeah. to get in. And it really felt like system overload. Like, I, I really almost didn't enjoy the game for the first four innings because it just kind of, it takes your breath away. Like, yeah, literally. I thought I had the tears start rolling down my face. I like I couldn't cry. Dude, I, I did, and I looked it back at my kid who was behind me. He did the same thing. It, it's It's smaller than you think, too. Y- yeah. yeah. It's smaller than you think. I mean, it's just, it's just a ballpark in the neighborhood. In the neighborhood. And so, uh, kid on my team... Says to me, hey, uh, you're going to Wrigley, right? I go, yeah. He goes, did you buy tickets? I go, no. He goes, all right, don't. My, my dad's got a friend who works for the Cubs. So I think I can get you hooked up. I go, ah, oh, that's great. Yeah. This guy's dad calls me on Monday, John. Hey, Jeff, what's going on? I said, oh, hey, John. He goes, hey, man, you're all set tonight for the game. I got your seats, and you're on the field for batting practice. How cool is that? And I go, oh, my God. And he goes, hey, it's not like it used to be, man. It's kind of roped off. And I go, John, dude, I'm so excited. This is great. And I go, hey, what's your, you know, what's your buddy do for the Cubs? Does he work in marketing or PR sales? He goes, ah, Trev didn't tell you. I go, no. He goes, yeah, he's the hitting coach, Dustin Kelly, for cool. the Cubs. I was like, oh, that's a pretty good contact. So we go down. We're on the field. It's yeah. insane, right? Ellie De La Cruz, Andy Green's right there. You talk to Andy? I was going to, and then I just let him go. No joke. Andy's a nice guy. Great guy. Baseball comes rolling through. I get a baseball from there. And then uh, and then I head down to our seats. We're down yeah. the left field line, right by where Bartman was. And I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah. This is out of control. How cool this is. So for our guy, Kyle Fluger, yeah. I said, uh, I told the friends I was with, I said, I'm going to be right back. I got to go find the Bartman seat. Yeah. So I go to this Elsher, I go, hey, where's the Bartman seat? He goes, who's Bartman? Oh, shit. And the guy goes, dude. And he goes, no. He goes, you know, they, they renovated the stadium. He's like, they've re- Glenn Geffner told me. Yeah. They changed the section numbers, the seat numbers, the wow. whole thing. But they were just the nicest guys, Dave. And then the funniest shit that you have, and I don't know why we don't have this at Petco. If I had one complaint to Eric Grupner, this would be it. And that is the variety of vendors that are going up and down the aisle. At Wrigley Field, they're selling hot dogs. They're selling beers. They're selling margarita. I mean, you just walk the street with a beer in Chicago, anywhere you go. Of course. You just walk it. You're not doing that here. They're selling hot dogs. They're selling Cokes. They're selling margaritas. They're selling... You know, ice cream, whatever the case may be. Nobody sells a hot dog walking up and down. No, nah, dude, I miss that. I hate it. I hate the fact they that did you don't it have it. It used to be that way when we were kids. Well, they're doing it at Wrigley. Yeah. And the other great thing was every one of the vendors had personality because yeah. they're playing the Reds there. 
And this lady behind me, older lady, probably like our mom's age. Hey, can I get a beer? Yeah, you can get a beer in Cincinnati, lady. Like just because <laughs> she's in a red jersey. Yeah. Oh, I'll give you one. Don't tell my boss I give you one. You need one because you're a fan of that bum team. And dude, the whole place is just. And then, uh, and then the hot dog guy comes down and he's chirping at every Reds fan and the beer guy. So we're buying beers. Yeah, I'll sell to you. You guys got the right color on. Unlike the dopes behind you. And, uh, but it's just, it's just friends yeah. busting balls, having fun. And, uh, and then I come out, and you're back to Murphy's across the way and just get a beer. Hey, man, what a game. Like, everybody was cool. Yeah, just, yeah you're right, dude. I'm, I'm sorry. I've said, I said Oracle and Oracle and Petco. Dude, those guys, very, very close for second and third. Yeah. Wrigley is... It's like, just different. Like, man. it is a field of dreams, man. It is. It's cool as fuck, man. If you haven't been. I'll tell you, the, the, here's the two things that stood out to me about Chicago. And yeah. I haven't been there in the winter. I know it's cold oh. as fuck. Is, number one, the architecture is insane. Yeah. Like, like I, New York City is New York City. Chicago's better. Right. The buildings are better. I love it. And two, the women in Chicago are so much better looking Dude, than you would expect. They're really good looking women in Chicago. I almost cried about 40 <laughs> times. It, yeah. Right. And the food. Yeah. The food is so great because you can go and have the best steak and then you can drop into these little places. I, I don't know if anybody, I, I keep forgetting the name of that show that's on Hulu, the Italian beef place. Uh-huh. Do they have these Italian beef sandwiches, David? It's the big thing in New York and it, or in Chicago. God damn. And you just go and you find a little hole in the wall. Like the one thing that I love Toronto has it, Chicago has it, New York has it too, is you have unique communities where it's the mom and pop liquor store, the old style sandwich shop, right? Whatever the case may be, the liquor store, all those different things. And you find it. We're here, we're very much, there's a Staples, right? There's a BevMo, there's a Walmart. We're like down there, it's Murphy's Liquor. and But you just drop in, and it's like, hey, what's going on? What are you drinking? Where are you from? How's it going? How long are you in town? And uh, yeah, it's a sense of community in a lot of different places. Now, I I love it. Man, I, Chicago I gets a bum rap. Yeah, I would recommend if it's uh, if you're doing that whole stadium or ballpark tour thing, dude. Put Wrigley on your list. I I absolutely will tell you this too. Put Comiskey on your yeah. list. We went and it was White Sox A's, and we went down. We walked that whole stadium. We started. Because we couldn't get in. Sold out, right? Yeah. Like last time I went, it was White Sox A's. I said, 10 rows behind on plate. We could barely get Did in. Did you see the A's both times? No. Um, no, I saw White Sox Cubs oh, okay. at Comiskey. Okay. But I, we had to fucking buy seats in the upper. It's yeah. the only place. You, and I, we got seven guys with us. And then I saw uh, Cubs and Reds okay. Monday. But, dude, you walk around Comiskey, there's the Frank Thomas statue, all yep. this different shit. Old Comiskey, right, fan area in the back. The sight lines are great. Food is so good. Cheap beers. Like, it is, it's a blast, man. Don't let, uh, people People downplay Comiskey like it's Oakland Coliseum. It is not the Oakland Coliseum. I've been to both within a couple of weeks. Comiskey, if you're there, is worth a visit. It's yep. not nearly the experience that you get at Wrigley. But it's pretty goddamn fun. You know, it's uh, it's funny to me is my son was at Wrigley the day after you were at Wrigley. Yeah. 
and his company ended up buying one of those apartments. We sit on the roofs in the apartment in left field. Right. Where they have a foul pole up on that building, I yeah. think was the one he was at, to show Glenn Allen Hill, your buddy. Yeah. And we're walking around. I'm trying to take a picture and be like, hey, Dave, remember Glenn Allen? <laughs> That's it. So when you and I used to watch games like on WGN. Ah, so good. And they would show the people sitting on top of the roof at their apartment building. People lived in those buildings. Yeah. And then they figured out this is a fucking gold mine. Oh, yeah. And they booted everyone the fuck Get out. Get out of here, and asshole. It, it is basically just there it's for cup games. It's like 25000 a game these people are making. And it's all you can eat food. As much as you can eat, you know, the bathrooms are set up, the whole deal. But you're, you're right there. And it becomes a, an expensive ticket. So one thing I'll point out to anyone who's doing the ballpark tours, and I'm seeing so many people on social media who are doing them. Yeah. I know you and Jack are doing them, mm-hmm. is... Um, the seats in the bleachers at Wrigley cost more than the seats between first and oh, third. Yeah. And you can't, you can't just walk back there. Yeah. Like I was just walking around the guy's like, no man, you got to have a bleacher ticket to get back here. And I was in like the family VIP section. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. And I, I would just say, if you're doing that, you have to at least say I've been in Wrigley once. Like Josh has been in, so yeah. it's not a big deal to, to experience that. But you, you got to get in. And the other thing that I would tell you is Wrigley would be the one. Like, if you're going to the Big A, right? You can sit anywhere at the Big A. Yeah. You're fine. Toronto, don't sit behind home plate. It's a fucking terrible leg room. Sucks down there. Go down the first or third baseline. You're fine. Comiskey's fine. Oakland Coliseum, you're fine. But, um, but at Wrigley, Wrigley is the one. Uh, I mean, I've been there twice, and I sat up kind of down the right field line, and that was fine. You, you got to just find a way. Pay the money and sit, sit, you know, either down from foul pole to foul pole. You just have to sit in the lower bowl yeah, and soak it all in and just get there as early as you can, walk in. I mean, the Rickards family has done an incredible job of renovating that place. It's gorgeous. I do. There is a part of me, though, that the idea they put up the advertising sign to block the bleachers, to me, it kind of diminishes a little bit of the experience. Yeah, I agree with you. But they're probably like, well, those guys are taking money out of our pocket. And if we block it, it pushes people in. Um, But to be there on a Monday night and you just walk and it's just these mellow little neighborhood streets and people are just out front and little community bars. Yeah. And uh and people are just cool as fuck, man. They are just, they're happy to see you. They want to know where you're from. They don't, yeah. saw so many people walking around in Machado or Tatis jerseys. It was really cool. You know, what's funny is Josh and I, when we went to Wrigley last year, we saw the Reds and Cubs. Oh, that's great. So he goes back, Reds and Cubs. This yeah. happened to be, this year he's doing his ballpark tour and everywhere he's gone, he's run into the Padres. Oh, that's good. I mean, it's his team, but like he goes to Toronto, happens to be the Padres are there. Yeah. He's going to Seattle, the Padres are going to be there. We're going to San Francisco in September. It's the Padres yeah. again. Last year, we saw five ballparks. The Cubs, Chicago caught us in every ballpark. Oh, that's it was, fun. It was weird. I think about it. One in 30 chance. I'll keep running the fucking Cubs. I'm telling you, man, that that's a fun team. And they Now they, they are. Last year, they weren't. No, they won big tonight. They won yesterday. They scored like a combined 29 runs. Yeah. I mean, that game that I went at, Stroman... Couldn't get out of the third, but I mean, Bellinger and, and Swanson at short and I mean, a couple other dudes on that team, like they got some guys, but then you watch the Reds and the Reds have nine guys that all probably make under 5 million a year. Yeah. 
and they all have 15 to 16 home runs and they're all hitting 285. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit. Like, who's this guy, you know, across the board? They're, they're, they're a fun team to watch, too. They, you know, I know they play in the Great American Small Park, but it's uh, they're a fun team to watch. It's yeah, it's interesting. I want to ask about the pods, okay? Again, uh-huh. you're, you're out of town for a week and a half. So they get three guys yesterday, all right? Mm-hmm. They get Scott Barlow, the pitcher. Yep. Okay. I, I agree. Good deal, right? Yeah, I like him. Okay. I mean, had got the shit beat out of him this year, but honestly, anybody who plays fantasy baseball – Barlow was one of those guys for like the last three years that you could steal with your 26th pick, and he was going to get you 27 to 30 yeah. saves. His ERA was going to be in the twos, and his whip, I mean, for people to pay attention, was probably under 1.5. I don't know what happened this year. I mean, he pitched pretty strong today, but that was the guy where you go, put him with Ruben Niebla, and let's see what can happen. Exactly Cause, right. Because he's been three out of the last four years, he's been a complete stud. Exactly right. So they get him. They helped the bullpen out. They needed yep, that. needed that. They get Garrett Cooper, who, no problem there. He's a Dodger killer. He yeah. always has done well against the Dodgers. Southern California guy. Uh, asshole went to Auburn. But anyway, we'll forget about that. I think that was a good move, especially if you're trying to chase the Dodgers and you have a big series coming up against the Dodgers this, this weekend. And G-Man Choi. Now, this yeah. one was kind of interesting, you know. So, G-Man is, you and I were talking about this before we turned the show on, is that you look at the Padres, and outside of the starting pitching group, Mm-hmm. where it looks like they're extremely tight in the dugout. There's a good chemistry right yeah. there. The chemistry in the dugout for the Padres, to me, is, isn't is great. Just watching. Like, I watch other teams all the time. We're watching a game right now. There's always something or, or some kind of connectiveness, of, uh, if that's even a word, with other teams. And the Padres have had it in the past. It doesn't Within feel that way a now. a year ago. Yeah. With the Polaroid. And it seems, outside of someone hitting a home run, it seems really weird. Like, mm-hmm. it, And so G-Man Troy, to me, is a great teammate guy. Everybody loves him, right? Yeah. I mean, so, Xander was that guy, right? So He's Nelly Cruz, but hopefully can hit better. And so, Well, he's hit 205 right now. The deal is, though, he hits lefty, mm-hmm. plays first base. Sounds like Jake Cronenworth. Yeah. So it, it, for a team chemistry move, though, I do like it. So now you have you have two guys. You have Hassan Kim and you have G-Man Troy from yeah. Korea. You know, G-Man's from North Korea, Hassan's from South Korea, kind of weird, but yeah. that's not true. I just made that up. You fucker. I'm just, <laughs> I to see if you'd fall no, for it. I don't have any idea. <laughs> no one's yeah. from North Korea playing in the right. major leagues. It's so, um, but otherwise, team chemistry, no joke. I'm a big fan of that move, of bringing him in. Everybody loves that and guy. And Rich Hill. And Rich Hill. And so... I'm a I'm a Rich Hill guy. And yeah. Rich Hill's you look at Rich Hill's story, man, it was I mean, all the way to independent ball to make it back. Yeah. He's been, I think, on his fifteenth team. Dude, or it's crazy. Fifteenth because he's been with a bunch of teams more than once. He's been at mm-hmm. the, the Red Sox three times, the Yankees twice. Oh, Pittsburgh. But he's he's an unusual guy, but great teammate guy. Yeah. You know? And I always, you know, you watch Rich Hill, Padre fans will get to know him. He's almost as square as can be, but he tells everyone, you know, what's your name? I'm Dick Mountain. You yeah. know, <laughs> it's yeah. hilarious to me that, that and they even put it on the jersey. Remember, you can put yes. your names on the back. He put Dick Mountain on his jersey. So he's such a dork. But, man, he's, I think, a great guy to have on this team, too. I, I really do. And I mean, I'm all over AJ of, that I can't stand him. I like his moves. Nothing hurt. Uh, the funny thing was yesterday, kind of in and around trying to get to the airport, watching MLB Network and... Look, we had been very, very vocal about what this team was going to do, whatever. I said the other day, I go, here's what's going to happen. They're going to win Monday in Colorado. 
nothing's going to happen, and then they'll promptly lose seven of nine and be out of it. Just fucking around. Yeah. I mean, they win big today, and I'm reading the New York Post today, and you read the Post. I mean, watching what, what Steve Cohen did, where Fam goes and Verlander, Scherzer, right, Robertson, all these guys go out. But then you realize that along with that, more than $100 million they're still on the hook for. Yeah. And I know you get Acuna's brother and others, but Dave, just the watching Joel Sherman and John Heyman, who write for the Post yesterday, and just the tone of the coverage today of the Mets, right? And the fact that now they look to 25 and 26. I, I, I'll take what they did yesterday. I'm, all, I'm fine with it. I, as the day was going on, I was texting with my son. And I'm like, dude, he's not. He's not going to trade Hater. He's not going to trade Snell. They're like, this is just the year. And then, so then, you know, I just kept fucking around saying, hey, they're going to go get Verlander. Well, then you find out they were actually talking to him about Verlander. And Do you think Verlander would have waived his no trade? For a team that might not make the playoffs, that's not supposed nah. to. Make the I don't think so either. I don't think he's coming here. But, but it was fun to know that they were in on it. And then my, I didn't son, know if they were in on it like seriously or trying to fuck the Dodgers, like to get the Dodgers to give up more. Yeah, I mean, that either makes way, it's you, that makes you in on it, right? Yeah. I mean, in my opinion. And then there were rumors that they were going after Goldschmidt. And maybe Goldschmidt and Flaherty could be part of the deal. Yeah, a lot of people were saying that, that Goldschmidt could be coming here. Right. And then, so you're you're kind of like that. And so then um, the Hill and Troy deals go through. Yeah. I was like, all right. Well, all right. Feel, felt like Adam Frazier a little bit. And uh, then he goes and gets, you know, Cooper makes that deal. And then he made Barlow's deal. Yeah. And I go, you know, and then he gets Ryan Weathers out of here. Yeah, another good move. Yeah. I mean, I did like Jackson Wolf, that one that you had yeah. to give that kid up in that deal. That was kind of cool. But then you read, eh, fastball is probably mid-80s. You're like, all right, it's going to be tough to get to. So, no, Dave, at the end of the day, after everything, I'm glad they, I'm glad they went for it. Yeah. They I went for it, and we'll figure out at the end of this year. And I'd much rather take them... And they go out, they play good today. I mean, they look like a team pretty pretty jacked up today because they've been a team that didn't know, are they in or are they out? Yeah, is Snell in point. or out? Is Hater in? Hater out, right? And, I, I mean, that has to wear on you a little bit. Like, do they believe in us or do they think we're a bunch of fuckheads? And they said, no, we believe in you. We think you got a shot. So, I don't know if they, I don't know if they do anything down the stretch, but I'm... Um, I dug what they did. Okay, I want to talk more Padre baseball, but we're going to interrupt uh, real quick to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams, again, we're in the home buying season of summer. Trust Dan. Look, it's getting crazy. Interest rates are going to come and go, and they're going to come up, and they're going to go down. But right now, as you see in the interest rates right now, that's what's keeping a lot of people behind. They aren't so sure what to do. Look, Dan Williams is someone you want to talk to. He's working with Brian Curry. They can talk to you about this. We actually made a call to these guys this week, just our family, curious to know what's happening. Get approved, not just pre-qualified. Understand the financials of home buying. Don't get outbid like so many other potential buyers in 2020. Call Dan Williams today, 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. If you go on our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com, there are 10 short but helpful videos 
that are going to help you better understand money and master your cash and debts. That's what I'm going to need to do after nine days in Chicago, <laughs> living the good life. It's called the Calm Series. It's the knowledge you need to help save money and live a happier life. All 10 videos, like I said, are on our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. Watch them and then give Dan a call or drop him an email, Daniel at SanDiegoLending.us or 858-688-6813. I have to say, Dave, that video you put of the guy riding the bike down the hill... <laughs> And you said it was Dan coming to the 25th anniversary. I, I know I shouldn't laugh at shit like that. I goddamn, that struck me so funny because if you go back and you watch that video, this guy just starts falling down the hill. And then you get to a certain point, you're like, oh, it's over. And then he tumbles two more times. And then you're like, it's over. And then he has this one last fall where you could just see the soul come out of this guy's body. Oh. And is the funniest shit ever. And I'm very, very happy that was not Dan Williams, but that was enjoyable. And Brian Curry, again, when talked about Brian selling real estate all over San Diego County for almost 30 years, president's elite award winner with Caldwell Banker, top 1%. He's the guy who knows the county better than anyone else. If you're looking to sell your home, no one is going to get you more for your home than Brian Curry. At the same time, if you're looking to find the perfect home in San Diego County, Brian's your guy. 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. Had such a blast in Chicago. I really was either in Rosemont or Wrigleyville. I didn't go downtown to Michigan Avenue this trip. But all of that being said, when you come in and how many of us, when you fly in, you're trying to pick out the different neighborhoods. I, I yeah. told my ex-wife, I said, hey, it was cool. I flew in, I could see the El Cajon Jail. <laughs> And now that made my day. Uh, no matter where you want to live in San Diego, Brian can get you there. We've told you he's got a brand new listing on Bush Street and Oceanside. Three bedroom, two bath, just 825000 You can go to La Jolla. He's got homes in El Cajon, Santee, Carlsbad, Escondido, Encinitas, and more. 619-251-1588. Online, BrianCurryRealEstate.com. All right, so going back to the Padres right now, a couple things. If I was AJ, I would have been all into. Mm -hmm. AJ can't afford to do. And look, I don't know if Billy Epler's keeping his job in New York. I imagine Buck Showalter's being fired at the end of the mm -hmm. year as well. But if you're AJ, you have to be all in. You yeah. talked you talked ownership into getting rid of your entire minor league system, basically, yeah. last year with the Soto trade. And saying, if I'm not all in, there's a good chance I'm blown out. And people go, oh, you just signed an extension. That doesn't mean jack shit to Seidler. And, and the reason I say that, look, you're paying how much? You're the king of dead money on this. You know yeah. better than I do. How much are you paying Hosmer? Oh, fuck, $13 million yeah. next year, too. Yeah, next year, too. You're, gonna, you're paying Nelson Cruz the rest of his $1 million. Uh -huh. You're going to end up paying Matt Carpenter's deal. Yeah, you know? six, so, $6 million So, something. I mean, this is, that's nothing compared to what Seidler's making. Yeah. You know, so if he's gone, he's gone. If he's the wrong guy. So, if you're Seidler, you're going, I got to. You got to figure it out. I got to do it for this year. I got to say we're in because I'm putting almost my career on the line is my guess if I'm Preller to say we're going to do this. I told yeah. you we're going to do this and we're going to do this. And this is our best chance to make this work. So the fact they're in, they have zero problems. Look, they've got the best starting pitcher in, pitching in baseball. Yeah. Musgrove's a little banged up, yep. but they've been lucky. They haven't but been they lucky. But they fucked Rick uh, Waka. If you, Michael Waka is fucked. It's another example of this fucking team not having an absolute fucking clue what to do medically, Dave, because Waka had that shoulder fatigue. It was 4th of July weekend. We're in the Bay Area, and they fucking throw his ass out there, and we haven't seen him since. And how long? See, I think Rich Hill comes here because I bet within two weeks, you're fucking see Waka done for the year. Oh, fuck. And, and it's, 
How can it not be? I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying it's fuck. Just, it's consistent how fucked up that medical staff yeah. is. And the idea that Seidler, listen, man, Pete Seidler needs to be called out on some shit. And if you're willing to pay the money for, for Xander Bogarts and Manny Machado, that's great. But what you're doing with the medical staff is fucking embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And I don't care. Pete Seidler's a tough guy. He could take it. He fucked up with the scouting. They fucked up with the medical team, and that needs to be fucking addressed. They have to find a way, treat that team like the team they are. And this idea that you keep running out guys when they're hurt and then allowing them to get hurt again uh, doesn't cut it. And I don't know why it's acceptable down there. But, but nobody seems to look around and go, how can they not look at Walk and go, okay, we're just waiting to hear, right? Yeah. It's like Chris Paddock or who were the other guys that we saw year in and uh, fucking Pomeranz. Dude, how Pomeranz has been shut down for three fucking years. Yeah. Seriously? There's nobody there that can get that guy healthy in three years? And you could tell, uh, well, yeah, I don't know if he wants to be in it. Dude, come on. That needs to be looked at. The scouting staff, those stories that came out, it all needs to be addressed because... The, the, he's quickly becoming Artie Moreno, where you invest money for the players on the field, but you don't realize that there has to be the supporting staff. And that's probably one of the main reasons why this team is kind of fucked up. Well, I don't disagree with you. And it's one of those things where players talk. You want to get free agents in the future. They talk Figure to each other out, and man. they go, what's, what are things like? One of the questions they ask, what's the medical staff like? Right. What are the facilities if, like? If you ask Michael Walker, what's the medical staff like? Thinking of going to San Diego. You ask Andrew Bogarts, what the medical staff is like? Thinking of going to right. San Diego. Soto. Yeah. You're going to have guys who are going to not say nice things. Like, this is not where you want to go to take care of your body. And you're 100% right on this. So, my argument back is, and everyone's afraid to point the finger at Pete because he made all your dreams come true, opening up the wallet. No one else has they ever done that. They haven't won shit yet. You, know, you spent money. I mean, you're Steve Cohen for now. I, I appreciate the fact that you've spent the money. You're not John Fisher. You didn't gut our team, and I thank you for that. Yeah. But you can't run a fucking bargain basement operation on the other side and think everybody's going to turn a blind eye to it. No, no it doesn't you- work that way. It has to be the total package. And if it means that you couldn't afford Xander Bogarts when he had nine other shortstops on the line uh, on the roster, do the right thing. Yes. So my point is this, as much as people love Pete, if they don't make it and they finish second to last place, let's say the season ends right now. Mm-hmm. Dude, Pete, you got to do what's best for the organization and even your fan base. You got to fire Preller. You got to get someone in right. there that, that makes the right moves because the only thing missing right now is what the general manager is doing. Yes. And you got to be, as an owner, you got to be the, dude, the guy with the tough skin you, to make the move and, and say, I don't care how much you love him. Right. Dude, he's got to go. He's been here since 2014. Dude, Walk has made one start yep. in like, what, seven weeks? fuck are we doing <laughs> i'm with you I'm, I'm don't disagree at all at all and again if he comes back up. and he gives you eight week right yeah i don't know to me rich hill came here wasn't because of weathers i thought rich hill came here to fucking cover you if waka goes down i mean wow that'd be something when else. you when you ask and they yeah. go what's the update well yeah he's playing catch well that's fucking great my neighbor's playing catch <laughs> That's shit. Huh? <laughs> Peter. Dude, I mean, come on. How are we not cheering for yeah. a sidler, right? Oh, How are we not cheering it. for You got to. You got to cheer for him. You know, so you were out of town when they honored um, 
PV, right? The other day. PV and Morse? Yeah. It yeah. was it was good to see those guys back. You know, here's the, the sad thing, though, when you're looking at them, because you and I were around the organization a lot yeah. when those guys were a big part of it. It's sad that they didn't win at all, right? I mean, yeah. they asked Morris, do you have a favorite team? He goes, without a doubt, it's my ni- the 98 team. Yeah. And he goes, this is everything. Oh, Chris Quinn's like, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. But so you sit no. there and he goes, yeah, for all of us. But that was 25 years ago. I mean, that's yeah. when Michael Jordan played his, his last game with the Bulls. That's when yeah. the show started. That's a long time ago, 25 years. And it, it is sad they didn't win at all. That Yankee team was a buzzsaw. But at the same time, there's been nothing since 1969. There's no championships. And Sidler has opened up his wallet. And the thing is, I think you just have one guy that's in the way right now. I think it's Preller. Yeah. The one thing, because the way the games are now on picked up by Major League Baseball, and nobody's complaining, but in the old days when those games were on Fox Sports San Diego or Bally's, they would have carried the pregame coverage. I was just interested. John Moores is the reason Petco Park exists. He's probably the reason Padre Baseball is still here. What John, John did a brilliant thing. John hired Larry Lucchino, and then John got out of the way. Yeah. Unfortunately, at a certain point, John listened to the wrong people and allowed Larry to leave, which the city will never, never recover from Lucchino leaving. Um, But that happens. But what John did, I mean, I I saw bullshit online about John Morris. It's just stupid. Anybody who says anything disrespectful of john it's just stupid i'm sorry i don't care who you are it's just dumb you're you don't know what you're talking about you weren't here you did not live through that tom warner era you didn't see what randy smith had to do yep you didn't see on espn how they were openly mocking the padres like you see what happens with the oakland a's that was us that was 100% us True. when everybody got traded. When Fred McGriff got traded, when Bruce Hurst got traded, everybody got Sheffield. traded. Sheffield got traded, and they're just laughing at the Padres. And that could have been purchased by anybody, and John and Larry came in here. They came in, and the first thing they did was they swung that trade with the Astros. And by the way, they came in at a miserable time to come in because baseball had just been shut down in 94 because of the lockout and there's no world series. Tony Gwynn loses the opportunity to hit 400, which he very openly would tell you, Oh yeah, I was going to get it. And he comes in, Larry and John come in. Don't forget. Also, that was the year the chargers are coming off a super bowl. Oh fuck. Yeah. I mean, it was a complete football town. The Padres had no, nothing behind them. We couldn't even bring jugs of beer in anymore. And now Randy Smith is put into a situation where he has to trade everybody. And everybody in baseball knows. But Randy did pretty good work. Yeah, he did. Trades Bruce Hurst and Andy Ashby. or uh, Sorry, Bruce Hurst and Greg Harris go to the Colorado Rockies. And in that deal, he got Doug Bockler, Andy Ashby, and Brad Ausmus. Yep. Pretty fucking he good. Did. He did a great job. John Sherholtz was like, I ain't giving you shit for McGriff. I'll give you Mel Nieves and Donnie Elliott. Yeah, completely fucked him. Yeah, because he was like, hey, can we get uh, Klesko? No. Can we get Chipper Jones? No. Can we get Javi Lopez? No. You can have Mel Nieves and and Donnie Elliott. Yeah. we got There were four guys the Braves had. We got the shittiest one. Yeah. And other deals that were made. But then uh, they let uh, Randy go. Yep. KT gets hired, Boach is hired at that time, 
and it changed everything. And then you make the deal with the Astros, and you go get Steve Finley, and you go get Ken Caminetti, and then you turn Lucino loose, who got rid of the TV deal with Channel 8 where you never saw a home game, and Larry went and created with uh, Dennis Morgino, Dan Novak. They create Cox Channel 4. It changed everything. Sure did. And, and like I said, w- think whatever. I just I don't have I don't have time in my day for it. If if you don't think John Moore's save baseball and because the city of San Diego is so fucking stupid, when John and Larry stayed the course because we allow people like Richard Ryder and Bruce Henderson and fucking Mike Aguirre and some of these other dumb shit. Always get in the way. Always get in the way and shut everything down with lawsuits. John could have said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm out. John I'm also a- built Tony Gwynn Stadium. Yeah. And and put a lot of money into Vieja Serena, yep. I think. Um, I think I have that right. I think you're right. And did it with no fanfare. Nothing. And that's where people fucked up. They started attacking him and John's feelings got hurt. Yeah. And so then things changed. John listened to the wrong people, let Larry and his guys go. Who's the asshole he hired that used to walk around the office Bob with no shoes on? Yeah, Bob Vesus. And, and <laughs> I mean, dude, you had Theo Epstein here. Yeah, you did. You had Larry Lucchino here. They are the guys that were the, the backbone. You had Jason McLeod well, here. Real quick, I want, I want to touch on that. Remember this, John Moores and Larry Lucchino saw something in Theo Epstein who was a kid. Yeah, Lucchino did, and Charles Steinberg. And Paid for him to go to law school. Yeah, you were Steve. Yeah. I mean, they, they look at him. Theo's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Theo was the entertainment guy putting together videos. And Charles Steinberg told me at lunch at Trophies because they came in and I went to KFMB, March of 95. We had a Trophies for lunch, just kind of talk, you know, radio network and the team. And Charles Steinberg told me that meeting. I'll, I told Charles later, every time. Dude, I'll never forget that day. You told me, get to know Theo. I didn't know Theo Epstein from Theo Huxtable. Yeah. Tell you all the time. And he said that guy's going to be a GM one day. He didn't know he'd be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. But those guys were here. Sean Ross, I was like, what the fuck? I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> God, Remember, those were the two guys. Dude, they told a- it, we met at the same time. Dude, that's a great pull. Johnny Dever came yeah. in. Gaff. <laughs> I love those two. Hey, and then Johnny Dever won pretty good, too. John Dever is a fucking Hall of Famer. <laughs> Hall of Fame. Uh, love that guy. And but you know, if you you just listen, man, it's it's pretty fucking easy to look ignorant on social media and and you you when you talk what you don't know what you're talking about, it's it's an open door to yeah, ignorance. Exactly right. Exactly right. It's been a long time, man. It's been a long time, and this team seems right now, honestly, with the talent they have, they seem so close and it's afraid I'm afraid so many of these guys are gonna walk away. I think you're gonna lose Snell and you're gonna lose Hater and there's always someone else, but man, you're going to look back at the talent they had if they don't get it done to go, how did it not work? Especially when you look at the pitching that they have right now and you look at Soto and everything else that's happening. It's uh, it, it's an interesting team to watch, man. It's I think really the next two weeks are fascinating to watch yeah. because... Don't they have to play like 15 games over 500 to make the oh, postseason yeah, the way it works out? I mean, out? Verducci yesterday was like, what are they doing? Like Verducci believed that it would have been the time to trade Hayter and Snell. Yeah. I like Tom. I mean, I, I think listening to voices from the outside are pretty good. But what my counter argument is, somebody watches them every day as you do, Dave. The next two weeks is interesting because the next two weeks, it's not about AJ. It's not about Peter or Bob. It's about the guys that are on that field. 
And can you fucking figure it out? Or are yeah. you just going to go? Are you going to be in a couple of years? Are you going to be a 30 for 30? I mean, I yeah. think the only thing that saves them is the fact that the Mets are 100% locked in to be a 30 for 30. The the 2023 Mets, after what happened, and, and you can make the excuses about losing Diaz and everything else. That's one guy. What games one do you guy. close them when they aren't winning? Right. So who gives a fuck? Yeah. I'm ta- I'm sorry. Out of all the moves that were made, the one I can't believe that got a buy in a, in a trade, Mark Canna is terrible. Yeah. I can't believe they were able to get, ship him off to Milwaukee. Fuck. That, that Mets roster. You and I saw the Mets. Yeah. But that is a shitty team. Shitty. Yeah, I mean, they're Francisco bad. Francisco Lindor is a shadow of what he was in Cleveland. Dude, you traded all those guys and it still cost yeah. you $100 million. Um, I mean, dude, Scherzer did, is not close to what he once was. Okay, no. Sarah, I got a Scherzer question for you as a baseball fan. Mm-hmm. To me, Scherzer's reputation is completely shattered for me. Like, I look yeah. at him, and I go, dude, you're James Harden. You just yeah. jump team to team. Yeah. You know, aren't happy you jump team to team. Like, there's when he goes in the Hall of Fame, I imagine he's going to go as a national. I'm oh, guessing. Gosh. He should go but, as a Tiger. But this fucking guy, dude, yeah, you he, right? He's a tool. I mean, look at Diamondbacks, Tigers, Nationals, Dodgers, and he, had it, he, he has yeah. to leave the Nationals. Dodgers, Mets fucking rangers and you're like this fucking guy yeah that's how i look at him i, I used to be a huge scherzer fan now i'm just like dude fuck you i'm dude. glad for boach i mean me too I, any, and anything, i hope he plays well for the rangers yeah anything that that can help boach right now yeah. i'm i'm down for and and i like that but isn't it funny that scherzer's back with Degrom on the yeah. same same roster that's weird yeah but watching him the other day when he was you know, uh you know, hey i need to talk to man you don't need to say shit <laughs> You get the fuck out there, okay? <laughs> Throw the ball. <laughs> okay, Max? How's that sound? Yeah, I'm going to put you on speaker. <laughs> hey, I want to mention Alan Taylor, Taylor May Pools, man. It is hot as fuck. Ooh. It is really, really hot. And I'm telling you right now, it's a perfect time to have that pool. I know you thought about it. Every time you come home from work and you're like, it is hot in this house. I wish I could just jump in the pool. Remember this. It is going to be hot for a while. We're yeah. in September when we're at no. its hottest. God dang. Taylor May Pools, man. Alan Taylor's standing by. Ask about available financing. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Dave, the thing I love the most, we can tell you how great the pools are. We can tell you to go to our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. You can see for yourself the examples. But how about uh, a, a uh, what's a goddamn word? <laughs> Testimonial. I don't know if I'm still on Chicago time. This is from Ian. <laughs> Ian wrote, TaylorMade Pools did a fantastic job with our new pool. We had an existing pool that was in bad condition. They helped us from start to finish. They helped design the new pool, then created an amazing uh, item that our family will enjoy for years to come. They were very helpful and attentive as they guided us through the whole process. I really appreciate the work that Alan and Derek did on the project, and we couldn't be happier with our brand new TaylorMade Pool uh, we haven't done a celebrity pool for a while, but we're happy to because little did I know until today when Angelo let me know that coming up on August 25th at Paula Casino, it'll be Zap. Now, that seems weird to me that Zap there because the lead singer, Roger, who sang I Want to Be Your Man with that weird thing. Yeah. Roger died about 22 oh, years that's ago. that's sad. So I don't know how Zap could be here, but they're coming. <laughs> but that's just the opener. August okay. 25th at the Paula Casino. Who's making her triumphant return, but the greatest thing to ever walk the planet, that is the one and only Lisa Lisa. <laughs> Lisa Lisa is the celebrity pool for tonight. All right. 
I don't know if they can figure out a way to put in the pink headband, but if they can, if anybody could figure it out, it's the guys at TaylorMade Pools. Just call right now. Uh, yeah, fuck. It's the 25th anniversary of the show. Lisa Lisa is going to be yep. at Paula Casino on the 25th. 25 pools, cash only. I don't care what Amy says. 25. Uh, 25. Start digging the hole. Uh, Lisa Lisa Celebrity Pool can be yours. There we go. Kyle Fluger. Kyle Fluger, again, it's Brownstown on his own. He has a new company. It's Mithril Media, and his business website is mithrilmedia.io. Right now, Kyle would like to offer you a 10% discount. Office, new, uh, office services for new customers. If you tell them Dave and Jeff sent you. Look, his number is 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. Kyle is on vacation with his beautiful family. Oh, thank God he got away. And something terrible happened to him in Vancouver. What happened? Someone broke into his car and stole all of his computers. Stole everything from him. No. Yep, and I was like, man, Kyle, you doing all right? And he goes, I still have the iPad. I'm in business. I'd be like, what kind of stupid question is that? I would have lost my mind if you asked me How that. How about that? So, uh, man, no one handles bad shit better than this guy. He's a Cubs I, fan. He's, that's why he's used to it. They trained him. They yeah, kick him right in his little nuts. <laughs> Those damn Canadians. Yeah. Look what just happened to him. How so about that? He yeah. stole all his work shit. Was it John Tortorella? Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, right now, Dave mentioned it 10% off. You go, well, what can he do for me? Design and development, management and maintenance, media and marketing, con content and creative. All of it is services offered by Kyle and his team at MithroMedia.io. Go to our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. You can see some of the pages he's created, whether it was for us, Cali Barbecue, Corner Draft House, West Coast Barbecue, or Victory South Bay. Uh, you can also check out their blog for great ideas on how they can help you out. There we go. So here's the number that I was wondering if Jeff was going to have to use it when he was in Chicago. Oh, things, boy. Things get a little bit crazy. I was wondering if Jeff's going to be okay. But look, Bright Bail Bonds. Did yeah. you need them? Bright Bail Bonds. I had it. Look, they're the guys that are going to take care of you. Look, if you're in a situation where things didn't go your, your way that day, make sure you have the number for Bright Bail Bonds, 888-669-0295. 888-669-0295. Not a lie, Dave. All of this can be confirmed by Dan Machado and Pat Smith. I get off the plane at O'Hare. I walk down, and we are waiting for an Uber. It's an incredibly busy day. It's Monday, the 24th of July. It's about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, Chicago time. I happen to look, and there is a gentleman, seems to be probably about 25, got a red shirt on, kind of like uh, khaki pants and no shoes yeah. and no socks. And he is just walking his way through uh, O'Hare. Okay. And he doesn't seem to have many cares in the world. So he walks by our group. It's just me, uh, my buddy Danny, and my buddy Pat were on this trip. And all of a sudden, our barefoot friend circles around and comes directly to me. Who? And he says, hey, man, how's your day? So my day's good, man. I just made it to Chicago. He goes, I hear. Hey, man, you want to go smoke a joint? <laughs> my two buddies are like, what? <laughs> I go, you know, I would, but I got to get checked into the hotel. Maybe I'll circle back. And I was like, fuck. I don't know if I can smoke weed in the airport. Just like I didn't know if I could Did murder you know that he guy. he had it? Or is he asking you if you had it and wanted to no, smoke? No, he said he had this thing. He was holding it up, and it was uh. like a red joint. Or like it was, it wasn't a vape. It was like something, it was red. It okay. looked like an extended hot tamale joint. 
I'll circle back once I get checked in. Yeah, and it was two weeks after I was offered the chance to murder a guy yeah. in Pacific Heights in San Francisco. So, again, I don't know if it was the right decision. I think it was. But if I'd gone the other way and got arrested, yeah, the number I would have needed, 888-669-0295. Uh, Fabian and Miguel doing this for more than 30 years, more than 25,000 bonds. Dave, where would I have ranged if I got arrested at O'Hare for smoking weed? Would I be more at the 500 range or the 3 million range? 500. Yeah, probably. Uh, teams trained for all situations, whether it's DUIs, domestic violence, warrant checks, or more, maybe even smoking weed in the airport. If you get arrested, you need a friend on your side. It's Fabian Miguel at Bright Bail Bonds, 888 All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going August 4th. We have three of them. How do you not do August 1st? I didn't do August 1st. No, I know. Okay. Billy Bob Thornton. I like him. Not as much as he likes him. <laughs> fair? Yeah, I'd say fair. Uh, 66. 68, pretty good. Okay. 75 million? Uh, a little high. You want to try again? 60 million. $45 million. Dude, I feel like he's higher than that, but yeah. uh, I don't know. That's all right. All right, Meghan Markle. Listen, <laughs> she's underrated. I agree. Everyone she wants is, to hate her. Ah, fuck it. Come on, Megan. Come on over here, hot thing. She's, how old is she? Oh, I got to guess. Yeah, you got to guess. That's part of this <laughs> game. Fuck, is she 36? 42. Fuck. <laughs> Remember like Price is Right when yeah. they'd play that yeah. game and you'd have to be in the circle? Yeah. She's right in that circle. Ah, fuck. Dude, now, although... Prince Harry got cut out. I There's I'm, a lot of money still. All right, I'll say $85 million. Oh, you went higher than I thought. Usually you always go low. $60 million. Ah, hello. <laughs> there you go. Last one, Barack Obama. Very cool, dude. Uh, I'm going to say he's 67. 62. Oh, fuck. Okay, that's good. Uh, $80 million. $70 million. All right, good for him. All right, five random questions. I'm just going to throw one at you. This isn't even a, in one of the questions, but I got to tell you, this happened to my kid the other day in Chicago. Yeah, I saw. Do you saw his video? What the fuck? Yeah, it was just been at Wrigley, and he's just walking. He, oh, he's so pissed, dude. He was he, mad. He, call, he calls me up, and he's like, you want, you want to hear some shit? Literally. Yeah. And he goes out to, to Lake Michigan. Here, yeah. Here's the, again, uh, I'm a newbie to Chicago, so everyone who knows anything about Lake Michigan will know I'm a dumb shit. I had no idea how big Lake Michigan was. Yeah. Like, it looks like you're looking at the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Like, we flew over it when we left Chicago to go to New York, and it was like, I'm looking down going, yeah. oh, my God, dude. It is one of the Great Lakes. Yeah, I got it. But, I mean, it's like a great, great lake. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was not what I expected. Yeah. It's the lakes I used Santee to see. Lake? Fuck yeah. East Lake? 100%. Thought it was like Mountain Hawk Park behind me. Yeah. yeah. Dude, no. Dude, it's a giant. So, he goes, hey, my hotel's right across the street. I'm going to go across the street. And just wait for the sunset. Then I'm going to go to Portillo's, get a hot dog, and then <laughs> go on to bed. I went to Portillo's. And so, did you? Yeah, of course. And uh, so he goes across the street and does everything he wants to do. And he's walking to Portillo's. And he's like, man, something smells like shit. And he's looking around. And he goes, is it me? And he looks at his shoe. And it is all Dude, on the side, so on the bottom. So and so now cool. now I, he's doing the same thing I thought. He, he asked himself, did I step in dog shit or human shit? Dog. Which Might is, have been horse. Which is worse? Human. I agree. Human shit would be worse. Yeah. I don't know why that would be, but it's Awful. true. Yeah. And so he finds a bathroom and he's sitting there like watching his shoe in the sink in this public bathroom and this homeless guy walks in. 
Hey, man, that's a cool tattoo. Not today, motherfucker. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Josh is, he's so, I mean, angry. Yeah. Dude. On a scale of 1 to 10, he's a 12. Because he's got cool shoes, too. Oh, he's good. I go, why don't you throw them out? He goes, those are my favorite shoes. Oh, fuck. Yeah. It was, oh, he's so fucking pissed, man, that happened. But, dude, I'm dying laughing. He was not laughing no. at all. He was really Because angry. I was wondering if I'd see him. Yeah. And I had Monday night off. I didn't have jack yeah. shit to do. And I was like, I was like, dude, we'll go to Wrigleyville. Like, and yeah. I didn't see him, but I would have been like, dude, let's go down to Murph's. Oh my God, dude. Fucking get a few drinks. But uh, yeah, he uh, had, he, he should, I told him you should have been with me. Oh, you're so fucking pissed. Are oh, you talked to him? Oh, you're so I fucking pissed. I texted mad. him. I was like, fuck man, that sucks. All right, here we go. Five random questions. Have you ever called someone the wrong name more than once? Uh, yes. <laughs> you have. But I do it intentionally. Okay, That's, I, I like the intentional move. I've stolen this move, by the way. It's a great move. I do it intentionally, and I, I did it. Uh, my roommate, Laura, who I talked to today, and she said to tell you happy 25th. Oh. She was there at the start, yep. day one. She would bring guys over. And so this is what I was the master of at that game. Because I would say to her, don't say anything. Like, if anybody asks, I work at fucking Lowe's, right? Like... And so sandpaper. Hey, so Laura says you're in radio. Oh, is that right? All right. So now I got to fucking listen to this guy just impress me with his knowledge of, of you know, the Miami Marlins history. You know, Andre Dawson played there. Is that right? Okay. Great. And I'm looking at her the whole time. And I heard her say, hey, this is rich. So the key is to be as close as you can be. And this is, this is good yeah. for anybody. If they put you in this situation, you do this. And I'm sorry, the guy was caught in the crossfire, but it, it sent a clear message to her. So I'd say, I didn't have anywhere to be, <coughs> but I determined I had to be out. So I was like, hey, Rick, great to see you. Rich, ah, fuck. Yeah. I, That's why they put everything on paper for me. See you later. And now you leave. And now you see him again. And he comes back two weeks later. You're Rick. What's up, Rich? And I go, I knew it. I'm in my own head. <laughs> and she's like, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah. just do that shit. So um, I hate getting names wrong. I do too. When it's... Fuck. You want to know, know a quick trick? Go ahead. Let's hear it. When you meet somebody and you get their name, okay, immediately immediately attach them to a celebrity who shares the name. All right. So there's, there's a guy that I ran into at work and I could not remember his name. I could not remember it. And finally somebody said, that's Adam. So I, what I do is at that point, uh, the dude from Maroon, uh, Maroon 5. Yeah. And you just, that guy, Maroon 5, Maroon 5. So that next time you see him, you go, oh, Maroon 5, Adam, what's up? There you go. So just in the moment when you meet them and you get their name, just attach it. And it's kind of one of those things. It's just a muscle memory. Just trigger it. One, two, three. Somebody who shares that same name because you'll never remember Adam, but you'll remember the Maroon 5 and that'll get you there. I had somebody pull that move on me. Your move. Um, yeah, probably a lot. It did it on purpose, though. Yeah. The guy did. It, was, it was one of my, my wife's, like one of her old boyfriends. Before well, let's we meet met. that guy. And so the guy... He knew. He 100% knew. And so he pulled the, hey, nice meeting you, Dan, when it was over. But, Dan! But all his friends were around, okay, when he did it. Yeah. And did his friends right away. That's went, great. That's Dave from the Dave and Jeff show. Dude, he's yeah. fucking great. 
Yeah. And they wouldn't let him play the game. Yeah, that's His own correct. friends fucked him, dude. Yeah. That was cool. That was a cool move. But I, but I was like, fucking, he pulled Jeff's move, the asshole. But his friends fucking made, yeah. embarrassed him. It was great. Yeah, plus you had the ring on. That's, <laughs> that's it. Have you ever uh, bought a ridiculous item while you were drunk? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> um... That's pretty funny. I'm sure I have. I haven't done that, but I've sent ridiculous tweets when I've had too much to drink, which I've said I, I can't Dude. do. That's embarrassing. I've sent text. Yeah. <laughs> sent fucking text. That was like, I was house sitting with Jack and Cade like three years ago, right? Dude, when my, when my dad died, I was in Nashville, and for some reason you were drunk as fuck and you were by yourself. that was the day I was getting divorced. Yeah. And you started sending some crazy shit, dude. Like, if I could go back and look at my yeah. phone from January 2018. Yeah. There's some crazy shit. And next to the follows up 24 hours later, I fixed the fucking printer. That's right. <laughs> dude, I was just telling a friend. Like, Dave and I, that one, that's the one drunk story. And then Dave and I have this friend who's insanely off the charts beautiful. And she and I, she comes up to Carlsbad. She just got a boob job. Yeah. This is my favorite one. And uh, she's like, hey, what do you think? I said, I can't. uh, Let me see. And anytime a girl gets that surgery, boy, they can't wait to show it. And we'd been out. I saw Sharon Tay's boobs. That's pretty good. At a Laker game. That's pretty good. I don't know that she (laughs) likes to share the story. Um. So I said to this friend of ours, she goes, what do you think? And I said, I kind of need to see everything to see how proportionate it is. And she's like, okay, she got all the way. And I texted you, right? Yeah. I said, hey, I just saw it (laughs) all the way naked. And then the next day, Dave calls me. He goes, how was it? I go, how was what? (laughs) He goes, how was so-and-so naked? What? And you were so mad. Like, you were down here. I was in Carlsbad. You yelled at me like a fucking, like a dog that just pissed in the living room. You were so mad. And I was like, wait, what? And you're like, shut up. Stop saying what? Say what again, motherfucker. I, to this day, I have no memory of it. And I was just telling that story to a mutual friend. And they thought it was the funniest thing ever. They're like, shut up. I go, I literally, That's nothing. True. 100% true. So I've done that shit when yeah. I'm drunk. And I, I text, and then I laugh a lot. They said, that's what a friend told me the other day. She said, yeah, when you're drunk, you just send, like, laughing emojis, and I'm, you're like, hey, how's your day? And then, like, 50 laughing emojis. The fuck's so funny? Oh, yeah, it's embarrassing. <laughs> Have you ever gone to bed sick thinking, tonight could be the night I die in my sleep? Uh, last night? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't. Not, Have you ever felt so bad, like going to bed, going, I don't know if oh, I'm going to wake up tomorrow? Fuck, dude. A year ago, I was in the hospital. Yeah. A year ago, I was in, in the hospital. And that the second time, the night of the the night of the playoff game, Darvish against the Mets. Yeah. When it really fucked. And they said, oh, yeah, you're about 36 hours away from dying. Jesus. Um. Yeah, that's the craziest. That's the yeah. one where I go, oh, fuck, this is... Uh, in the car accident, uh, in the moment, I thought, I'm dead. Yeah. And then, uh, but that, those two nights, um, but especially the night of the playoff game, the Darvish playoff game against the Mets. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
hundred percent. I thought, oh fuck, this might be it right here. Yeah, it happens to me probably a few times a year. Like dude. It, it happened to me on Saturday. Was, really, dude? I was. I saw your son. I saw Jack at Helix. Oh yeah. And, um, I was coaching Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It was hot as fuck here, and oh, yeah. um, god dang man, it, it was. I'm like, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. You know, in the heat. Yeah. And I even looked at Jack because Jack showed up. Um, there's no shade for him. I, finally, I just went in the dugout just to get a little bit of shade. But I'm looking at him, and your son showed up in sweatpants and a sweatshirt hoodie. Dude, like, dude, big, big one. Big yeah. Golden State hoodie. And I was like, you're right. And he goes, I'm fine. I could do this hot as shit. Like, I'm looking yeah. at him like, dude, you got to cool down. And then I said, how far is your walk home? He goes, about a mile. I go, dude, let me drive you home. Yeah, like, I was, I was worried about him. Yeah. I come home, and I'm like, I'm good. Yeah, I made it through yeah. the whole week. And then, man... I, if anyone who knows me knows if you're with me man i was at the ac full blast oh yeah dude i turned the ac off in the house i was i could not stop shaking i was so cold my body was so fucked up you ever passed out from that i was yeah dude, I like i had some kind of like not only a heat stroke but yeah. man, it got me it got it completely caught up with me but i was worried about your kid because he was in the sun for two three days with me yeah and then he shows up the last day fucking dressed like it's 20 degrees outside yeah, he's not the brightest and so, <laughs> so that was that was it but I, I yeah i was like i wonder how he's feeling sick i gotta go to phoenix on monday oh, it's fuck. 117 in phoenix how long are you there just two days just okay. actually i'm i'm my one of brian Lozier. You know, oh yeah you know brian brian's, well, brian's dad just passed away uh -huh. and so the funeral's monday so i'm gonna drive in on uh on Tuesday, I'm on Monday, excuse me, funerals on Tuesday, and then um, drive back. So it'll just be real quick. But okay. it's, it's supposed to be 117. But first Jesus question God. I asked, how much of this is outside? You know? Because yeah. I'm like, dude, we're in a goddamn suit in the yeah. fucking 117 degree heat. It's going to be hot. It's going to be fucking hot there. Um, here we go. Two more questions. Have you ever told a child Santa isn't real? Uh, no, I think it's awful. And I've seen people that have done that. I hate it. I, I think you do things. I think there's certain things you do that can impact kids for the rest of their life. No, not doing that. To the point that um, my kids had somebody do it to them at school when they were in, like, first grade. Really? First grade? Yeah. And I just, we just, their mom was great with it, too. We just kept it rolling. And yeah. Like, well, what the fuck do they know? I lost Stupid. my shit once. I blew it. I got so mad at my kids, dude, once in the car. Uh, like, you know, you're in the car. You just yeah. lose your shit. They can't get it under control. We're driving to Las Vegas, and I just turn around, and Marita's in the passenger seat in the front. I go, you know what? Fuck you guys. Santa's not real. Oh, no. The Tooth Fairy's not real, oh. and neither's the Easter Bunny. Well, they were and 17 then, and, and then, 13. <laughs> I turned around and drove, and I looked over at her, and oh, she God. wanted to kill me. She should have. She wanted to kill me. Like, what she the should, fuck did you just She should have just pepper sprayed you. <laughs> oh, I'm trying. I was the one behind the wheel, dude. Jesus. Right in your mouth so yeah. you can see. <laughs> Like like Banaka. <laughs> you asshole, you'd never talk like that again. Oh my god, that would have been great. Can you imagine she oh just my god. she just gave me the here, Dave, Banaka blast. Ah. Right in my ear. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, last question. We'll okay. get out of here. Have you ever pretended to have to make a phone call just to get out of a yes. boring conversation? Yes. Have you? Yes. Not nearly as I've bad as my friend Chris Carlin, who's the greatest I've ever seen at it. But yeah. Uh, oh yeah fuck somebody just asked you at the time they didn't ask you how to build a watch yes. get to the fucking point okay if you master the art of word economy oh you'll have a boatload full of friends <laughs> all right uh dave and i will get together 
and we'll figure out, we'll send you all messages. We're not yeah. going to publish it anywhere. We're just going to send you a direct message and uh, we'll try to get, how many people do you think we can get down here? Oh, you said you got 30 shirts. I have 30 right? shirts. They're all different sizes. A couple mediums, a couple larges, a couple extra larges, a couple of double X's in there. All right. <laughs> so makes I think a little- yeah, yeah. I'm just, just uh, I don't know. We're picking by size. I will ask this. When I send the address out, please don't fucking screenshot it and post it on Twitter. Yeah, that would bother us. A lot of people do, do not like me. Yeah, that would bother <laughs> us. But, um, uh, no, the, the Patreon guys and, and a bunch of you, I mean, I think there's a handful that are in. And uh, I don't know. Would you figure we can get close to 30? You can. We'll try. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. But, we'll, uh, man, I can't wait. So, yeah, come down and. If you uh, want to bring beer, go ahead. Yeah, bring beer, bring pizza. We don't care. But we'll just have some fun and we'll uh, hang out. And genuinely, I know for you too, Dave, like it's just going to be really fun. To, get, to what celebrate. are we aim for? You want to aim for like six o'clock? Yeah, we'll shoot for. Yeah, that'll be the biggest thing. We're going to go uh, six o'clock on Sunday night. So we'll reach out to you and hopefully you can make it. And we look forward to seeing everybody here Sunday night to, to celebrate what's been an incredibly fun 25 years. Perfect. Good deal.